The Shady Hoosier Detective Agency Ghost-Busting Mystery Episode 20 Chapter 20 Beanie spat bullets when I told her Harry and I had gone ghost-hunting without her and found the high-beam lights, shovels, and shoe prints. Gosh darn! You should have called me! Well, you've roomed out in your go-kart. Where'd you go? Library. Vini had just come into the living room. It was after dark, and she was carrying a couple of new Father Mackey romance books. I was curled up on the couch under an afghan watching Perry Mason. Paul had just gotten pistol-whipped, Della was busy saving his blonde beach boy ass. Boy, that Della always got things done. She should have had her own show. Don't think I ever saw this one, Vini said as she plopped down in the lazy boy and popped up the recliner stool. Course you have, I said. You just forgot. No, I don't know. Maybe I got that early onset Alzheimer thing. It's not early, I said. You're 71. Sassy sashayed into the room. Trying to decide which dress to wear tonight. Melvin is taking me out to the Pawpaw County VFW banquet. She held up a reddish sequin number with a side leg slit. Vini wrinkled her nose. Or don't wear that one. It'll make you look like a lumpy hot dog. Sassy whipped out another one and held it up against her sternum. This is my go-to knock-em-dead dress. It was black with one shoulder and one long black sleeve. The other side was off the shoulder completely. It was white from the waist down and the skirt dropped to sweep the floor. The bottom was flared like a mermaid's tail. It was way too sophisticated for me. I never was much for getting gussied up. Vini studied the dress as Sassy twirled around the living room dancing with it. Sassy was like this, always partying, even if there was no one else around. Yeah, that one nodded Vini. It screams, I'm such an airhead, I lost half my dress already. Men get excited by that shit. Thanks, girls, said Sassy. You two staying in tonight? She gathered both dresses in her arms. I tucked the afghan under my chin. I got a hot date later with the men of Bonanza. Sassy shook her head. You ought to date that sheriff. I hear tell he's sweet on you. I had a husband, I mumbled. And that was true. I'd married Charlie Whiskers Wascom 
right out of high school, and we'd popped out two kids, Eddie and Joyce. Eddie still moped around Pawpaw County, but my daughter Joyce, a social climber, had attended IU and moved over to Monroe County in Bloomington. She was married to Mr. Insurance of Southern Indiana, Rusty Crotch, a successful, pot-bellied little guy from Atlanta with a hawkish face who I'd always found a wee bit light in the loafers. He was one heck of an insurance salesman, though. My own husband, Charlie, had died suddenly when our kids were still in high school. He was a good man and a great daddy to our kids. But our marriage, in hindsight, had been a heap of work. Have another go at a husband, recommended Sassy. I've had four. The more you do it, the better it gets. Don't you miss having a big old man hugging on you? I don't miss having a big old man leaving his laundry all over the place. Vini asked me to toss her the bag of Cheetos. I complied, and she ripped right into it. R.J. ain't romantic like us, she mumbled at Sassy between cheese curls. Fiddlesticks, I said. I'm plenty romantic. I'm just tuckered out. Sassy sat down at the end of the sofa. You need you a man who can take care of you. Some big old hunk who'll juice you right up. I'm not sure I want to be juicy, I complained. Being juicy was a heap of work, and I wasn't very good at it. It was true. I'd always been tall and giraffe-like. Now that I kept my white hair short and wore unisex glasses, people often said to me, Excuse me, sir, when they bumped into me at the Walmart. It'd take a lot of work to gloss me up. At my age, I could drop dead from that much effort. Vini kicked off her clogs. Bootsy thinks you're juicy. You wouldn't have to gussy anything for him. Sassy volunteered to help glamorize me. I flashed back to high school when Sassy had bought some Miss Clairol blonde balm and rubbed it into my hair. She put up my hair in orange juice can rollers and tried to convince me I looked like Marilyn Monroe. Not everyone at the Spring Fling Cornhuskers Ball had thought I looked glamorous. My cousin Harvey, a.k.a. Snake Hips Jones, for one, had called me Miss Andy Warhol all night long. Sassy had moved on to her shoes and was trying to decide which pair would be best for the VFW Gala. She flipped open four boxes. She held one shoe out on the flat of her hand, like Cinderella. I can't decide which Melvin might like best. He has classic, refined tastes, being a southern gentleman and all. Vini chose a pair of white satin slippers with little rhinestone hearts across the stitching. Your feet are honking big, and you've got toe corns. Those there will make your feet look more dateable. I had to agree. Sassy swooped back to her room to get ready for Melvin. 
No sooner had Sassy disappeared than the doorbell rang. Vini answered the doorbell. It was Melvin. He was early and all gussied up. He had on a gray turtleneck and a nice white dinner jacket with white pants and patent leather shoes. He had the cutest little red carnation in his jacket buttonhole. He leaned on his cane a little as he came in. It was black with a fancy gold bulldog's head as the grip. Good evening, ladies, he said. Howdy, I said. Have a seat. Sassy is still getting pretty. He sat next to Vini in the empty recliner. You gals not going to the dance? Vini said Dickie loved to dance, but Dickie was busy working on the Chevy, trying to get the new radiator installed and the car ready for an inspection. I said I was too pooped to tap and twirl. How's the ghost hunting? He asked Vini. Heard you all found interesting things out at the mansion. Vini squinted her eyes. How'd you hear that? Read it on the Hoosier Squealer. Tarnation, I said. That squeal daddy has one big mouth. Vini agreed. Where you reckon he gets his intelligence? You reckon he's following us around with one of those flying spy drones? Nah, I think he gets his stories the old-fashioned way. No shortage of gossips in Nobby Waters. Probably paying our neighbors to spill the beans. I meant old Mrs. Nearman. We'd both seen her with night binoculars trying to hide behind the lace curtains in her parlor while tracking our every move. Every now and then, Vini mooned her, just to give her something to get all whipped up about. Melvin asked if we'd found anything of real interest. Nah, I said, just some lights and shovels. Looks like someone has been digging late at night around the back apple trees. Ghosts? Nah, I think we got live people involved in this. What on earth are they digging for? Got me. I said. What's the treasure? said Vini. Melvin sat up, his ears perked up. Treasure? <laughs> Do tell. Alta, or her ghost, Dunn told us she'd hid a treasure, Jedediah's gold, the gold he stole from the town and the bank. I felt compelled to point out to Vini that we had no evidence at all of any treasure or gold. For all we knew, someone was digging for night crawlers. Vini shook her head. Nah, even Randy Aulis done told us there's gold out there. Melvin asked about Randy. Vini explained how he was Alta's great-great-nephew and how the Aulis family had a notion that Jedediah had buried the gold before he fled town. Oh, my, said Melvin. You two going to dig for the treasure? I said, no, the same time Vini said, darn tootin' we are. Sassy twirled into the room. Melvin oohed and awed, 
and helped drape a delicate crocheted shawl over Sassy's shoulders. Sassy told us not to wait up for her. Vini said, Why would we do that? Melvin gave us a polite little bow goodbye. You ladies stay out of trouble now. As soon as Sassy was gone, I said, I am not digging for gold. Who asked you to? Vini crunched on some Cheetos. She had an orange ring around her mouth, like a clown. She washed the Cheetos down with a bottle of Big Red Pop. You told Melvin we were going to dig for gold. I said we. I know people other than you. Everything doesn't have to be about you, Ruby Jane. Vini clicked the channel over to Bonanza and slid up the volume. A herd of cattle thundered through the living room. We sat like that the rest of the night, tossing a bag of Cheetos back and forth between us.